All hear me? Yes? Okay. Let's see if I remember to take my mask off. Every time I'm up here, I always have Adriana like flagging me down to take my mask off. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning for those of you that are joining us online. Um, thank you, Teresa, for having the courage to share that. I know it can be um, a little daunting, right, when we think we, we really feel that like God has spoken to us through images. So thank you. That is so on with what Jesus is trying to communicate this morning. I also received um, something from the Lord. I didn't know it at the time, um, and it was at Fossilman's. I don't know if you are familiar with this place. Uh, Larry, actually, my husband, introduced me to Fossilman's, and we were there the other night. And if you are familiar with this old ice cream shop in South Pasadena? Alhambra, thank you, Alhambra. Um, I want you to just visualize Thank you, thank you. Visualize the location, all right? Give me a thumbs up if you can visualize if you know what I'm talking about. All right, even if you're online, give me a thumbs up. Okay, um, so we got there to Fossilman's the other night. All right, stick with me, guys. This, is, this was from God, all right? Um, there was a person, a man, who, and this is important for those of you who stereotype women drivers, like my husband Larry, okay? A man was backing up because, you know, he had already gotten his ice cream at Fossilman's, and he crashed into something. Who can tell me what he crashed into? Not me. No, I'm good. Praise the Lord. No, I'm good. Think about the, the parking lot at Fossilman's. What did he crash into? What's that? Fossilman's van? No, good guess. They have, what's that? A Wells Fargo bank. I like the way you're thinking. Out-of-the-box thinker that you are, my friend Mark. No, there's a huge ice box in the parking lot that is against the wall of their building. This poor guy. He uh, was looking in his rearview mirror. He did everything right, but he crashed into the ice box. Now, remember, I said this, this was from the Lord. He definitely connected this experience to today's message. You'll see in a moment. Um, yeah, poor guy. I don't know. I guess he missed all the signs. He ran right into this huge icebox. Um, and he's not the only one because apparently there are a bunch of marks of other vehicles who have done it in the past. So um, poor gentleman. Everything was fine. I was fine. Larry was fine. We did not get hit. But the man was looking in the rearview mirror. Hold on to that thought this morning. And the icebox has always been there. I'm assuming this guy has been here before. Hold on to that thought as well. Um, and this is what I think God is speaking to us this morning on this, you know, cusp of the new year, as uh, Sam mentioned, right? We have so many resolutions. But as creatures of habit, we tend to look back, right, on the past. Um, we reflect on what we did right or what, what went wrong. Um, for some of us, looking back can be good right? If you had your moments of, you know, the good old days, um, you know, for those of you that used to have six-pack abs, those of you that had that rocking body back in high school, or the days that you had hair, Scott, right? Like, looking back can be good for some, but for many of us, if I, like, take a more serious note, looking back on this last year um, has been, um, it, it conjures up images and memories of pain, of trauma, of sickness, of unforgiveness, 
and of loss. Um, and, and for some of us, it hurts to look back on the past and to reflect and to sit in that and to look in the rear view mirror of life where images are closer than they appear, right? It's like we carry that. We carry the past with us. It's baggage. Um, recently, I read um, something from a Christian author. Her name is Anne Voskamp. I don't know if anyone is familiar with her. Um, but Anne Voskamp had a really tragic 2021. Um, she had an incredibly traumatic loss in her family. Um, her year was full of loss and pain. And so I trust these words that Anne Voskamp kind of threw out um, at the end of this last year. She wrote how our stories are not over. Right? And I know that that can sound cliche, but I hope that this brings you some hope this morning. Our stories are not over. Um, no matter how dark the story is, light is coming. Hope is coming. Right? Like worship was singing this morning. Um, he just gets better. Restoration is coming. Jesus is coming again. Anne calls this um, the second advent. We just came out of a season of advent, this time of expectation, right, where we prepare our homes and our hearts for Jesus' first coming. It's something that the Christian tradition holds very near. Anne talks about this second advent, that we should cling on to this, as surely as we've lived through the first advent. We prepare our hearts year after year for this. She goes on to write that the only way to ring in the year is with new hope, new horizons. And it's to never lose sight of that second advent. For the coming again of our way maker, our promise keeper, right? holding on to that, that we would cast our eyes onto that truth, that our God is a way maker. He is a promise keeper. He is a miracle worker. And that if we haven't seen it yet, that we would trust that we will live to see that. See, what matters is not what's in your rear view mirror. Remember I said, hold on to that. But what you're keeping ahead in your sights, in your gaze ahead. Are we actively choosing to never lose sight of this second advent of God, this second coming, this arrival that is promised to us, that is full of hope and expectation? Or are we choosing to hold on to what is in the past? Are we letting that define who we are? The pain, the loss. And so this reminded me of the parable of the persistent widow. And that's where we're going to spend our time this morning. Um, I would love it if you would uh, join me in 
standing in honor of reading God's word. We're going to be going into Luke this morning. I believe continuing our journey through Luke as we have been. And so we'll be um, going into Luke 18 this morning, verses 1 through 8. will be, um, that's okay if we don't have it. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, Jesus told his disciples a parable um, to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the pleas, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come back and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who carry out, who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? God, we thank you that you are not this unjust judge, that you take care of the smallest things on earth from the blades of grass to the sparrow in the sky, God, to the wildflowers that you wrap so beautifully to us, God, that you hear our pleas. You promise that in your word, God. You don't just turn a blind eye. And so we want to cling to that truth this morning, God, that you love us and you hear our prayers as we cry out the way that this woman did. Lord God, and we just ask that this morning as we enter into a time of corporate prayer together that, um, yeah, we just pray that your spirit would really continue to move in this place, that you would hear um, our, our cries out for you, God, um, and, and more than anything, that you would really stir in our hearts to be persistent as this woman was and to not give up, God, to trust when we still cannot even see we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, Jesus uses this parable. Um, if you're not familiar with a parable, it's a, a, something um, that Jesus used to teach or to illustrate um, a spiritual truth or a lesson. And so each character in this story represents something. So, yes, we see the action of the widow right? She is persistent. She's crying out for justice. And yes, we also see this um, interesting unjust judge. I mean, what he says, it may remind you of someone in your family or in your workplace. He goes on to say, uh, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, I doubt this man even cared for people in general. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't 
eventually come and attack me. Right? This careless, unjust judge. But I hope that you didn't miss out on an unseen character. God. The just God who is compared to and held up next to this unjust God. The just God who will surely hear the cries of those who call upon him. Who will grant justice. This divine justice that I've learned through Scott, right? It may not be the justice that we have pictured in our minds. How much more does he love us? This unjust judge was apathetic to the pleas of the woman. How much more does God care for us, just as he cares for the small parts of creation? And so this morning, we're going to move into a time where we're going to move into this um, identity and really the power that we rightfully can claim as our own, as children of God. That we may set our sights not on what is behind us and our rearview mirror, but on the things that are unseen that are ahead of us that we are believing for. On what is yet unseen, on his mighty power, his majesty. And church, we begin to do that through prayer. And so before we enter this time, we're going to be just praying for specific things um, right where you're at, right? Not out loud, um, but just in, uh, to yourself in retrospect, right? Um, before that, though, I just wanted us to um, be real with God and ourselves and just move into a time of confessing our sins, um, myself included, right? Because Jesus wants to hear our confessions and cleanse us as we move into this time of corporate prayer. He wants us to know who we are in him and not live in that, under that dark cloud, right, of shame and guilt and being dirty. And so we're just going to move into that time and, and then we'll move into just some specific um, prayer moments together as a church family. So God, we just enter this time believing and expecting um, that you are here with us and that you hear us, God, when we call upon your name. Lord God, we um, want to enter this time with you just cleansed, Lord God. And so we pray um, right now, would you bring to mind anything that is unclean, God, whether that is a thought or an action, something we said with our lips, God, um, that was impure or against you. Would you bring that to mind right now, God, so that we could confess that and just be forgiven and be free to worship you and to um, move into this time of prayer. So church family, what is that for you right now? Would you just confess that and receive that freedom, receive that cleansing right now?
receive that cleansing. Jesus loves you, and he wants to engage with us right now. And so, um, yeah, would you just receive that freedom that comes through the confession of our sins? Lord God, we, we know that you love this church, that this church is your bride, that this community is um, just so near to you. God, this community represents so much of what you preached on the Sermon on the Mount. And so right now, Lord Jesus, we just want to enter into a time of praying for hunger, praying for renewed faith. Pray against apathy, this lie that we have believed that we are self-sufficient, that we could do this on our own. Jesus, we just need to begin with this so that we can realize that you are on the throne and you are in control. You are the only thing worthy of our worship and nothing else. So right now, church family, would we just move into a time of um, letting go of any idols we need to let go of? What is holding you back from connecting with Jesus Ask God for more hunger to read his word. Ask God for more hunger to be present in prayer. Ask God for more hunger to show up to life group and to Sunday worship. Let's move into a time of, yeah, just asking for hunger, for renewed faith if that's what you need. Pray against apathy, against the belief that you can do this on your own. Jesus, we love you, and we believe that things, you just keep getting better. You just keep getting better, Jesus. And we, we want to believe that this year we are going to get to know you. I mean, like an onion, just peel back those layers and get to know the character of who you are for ourselves and not what Pastor Chris preaches on Sunday or what anyone else has told us about you, but that we would get to know the real you. And peeling back those layers may make us cry at times and may make us frustrated, just like an onion. But Jesus, we want to get to know you. We want to.
to know how you're going to keep getting better, what are your promises, who you are, and why you came here as a man, as a baby. We want to know you better this year, Jesus. Would that be our driving force as we wake up in the morning? Now we're going to enter into a time of praying um, for those prodigal sons and daughters and for lost sheep. You may have one. Um, one of those beautiful souls close to you, near to you, in your family that you maybe have just given up on being persistent because it's just too hard to keep praying for someone who maybe just hurts you or turns away. And if you can't think of someone, would you think of someone maybe in our own church family, someone you haven't seen for a while? Maybe someone at your workplace who is just so lost Jesus, would you bring to mind someone right now, whether it's in our family or in our workplace or in our own church family, a prodigal son, a daughter that we need to just be lifting you up, lifting them up to you right now, surrendering them to you. Maybe someone who is just so lost and we know that what they need is you, Jesus. Let's move into praying for that person right now. Jesus, I'm reminded of the truth that you leave the 99 for the one. Jesus, you've brought someone to mind this morning, and I just pray that we would be like the persistent widow this year and just continue to pray for this person in our family, in our workplace, in our church extended family. God, that we would believe that you um, care for them more than we could ever care for them and that it breaks your heart God and and we just that we would continue to partner with you in prayer for this person believing that they will come back to the fold may we be like the persistent widow and just continue to persevere in prayer for that person
we're going to move into a time of praying for just a breakthrough and, and a healing. Um, and I don't want to um, dim what's happening with COVID, but I just felt a sense to pray um, for healing of other illnesses. I, it just seems like COVID, yes, it is um, serious and should be taken seriously, but I feel like as humans and as a community, we tend to forget about the others. And there's so much brokenness um, with our physical bodies in our church family and in our own families um, that I just feel like we need to remember and to pray for. And so that may be for you, um, whether it's a chronic illness that you're dealing with. Um, yeah, Jesus, I know that um, we can only carry so much and only um, pray for so much, but you see everything. You know every burden that every person carries. And so right now, we just want to lift up um, anyone. God, would you bring to mind people that are dealing with chronic illness? There are families here who have dealt with loss and, and people don't even know. Can we, we pray that we would be like that mutual aid that Teresa talked about? Would we just be so caring? Open up our hearts, Lord Jesus, to care for the broken bodies, the broken families, God. We pray for physical healing. Would you illuminate to us right now who is that person that we should be praying for and lifting up Jesus, you are our good doctor. And we just want to claim, proclaim that this morning and hold on to that truth that you see it all, Jesus. And yeah, I just, um, I felt called to pray specifically for um, our sister Isabel, who, um, yeah, just suffers with a chronic illness. And um, yeah, so if you would just join me in extending your hand, um, this is not to say that other illnesses are not as important, but would we just practice this together as church family this morning to uplift one another and pray. Lord God, we pray for Isabel. We pray that you would just breathe new life into her faith in you, Jesus. Like this song said earlier this morning, that we've seen you do amazing things. God, we pray that you would give her just a renewed sense of identity, God. For everyone dealing with chronic illness, that it is not the illness that defines them, but that she is loved by you. 
and she is your daughter and that she can cry out to you when no one else knows or is listening. And that, yes, that is something that she has to carry, but when you see her, you see her full of life. When we see Isabel, God, that we would see the face of God because she is so close to you. God, we just pray that as people are struggling with chronic illness, that they would remember who they are in you and that this pain is temporary. And finally, um, I just want to continue what my sister Sam started this morning. God, you know our hearts and you know what we are believing for. As we fix our eyes on you and not look in the rear view mirror. God, we are believing for things that only you know. Believing for breakthrough in relationships that only you can heal. Believing for healing. Believing for a miracle. And so God, we just come before you and lay these petitions at your feet. Church family, would you be honest with God? Be bold. What is it that you're believing for? Jesus, we know that you are in the waiting with us. Jesus, I pray that as my brothers and sisters pray for what they are believing this year, that as Sam said, we would grow closer to you, that we wouldn't be so fixed on the circumstance that we're praying for, but on knowing you more deeply that you would just draw near to us in those moments when we are raw with you and vulnerable, that you would strengthen our faith, and that even if, even if we don't see this unseen come to be this year, God, that we would be able to look back 
and be able to say, I grew in my faith with Jesus. I got to know Jesus better. I got to see Jesus moving. My faith has been strengthened because of, I, of how I persisted in prayer. Church, may we continue to be a church that is persistent in our prayers. I hope that these things that came up for you this morning would not stay here, but that they would leave with you, that they would be just etched on your hearts, and that we would just persevere in prayer together in our life groups with our family that we would be reminded to pray for these things as the persistent widow never gave up until she saw God move may we continue to persist and see you move in our lives and in our families and in this church and in this community Lord Jesus you sit at the throne and you are worthy of all of our praise. And we love you, God, and we thank you for this time. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Um, Gus is going to come lead us um, in communion now. Thank you, family, for just part participating in that as a church family. I pray that that was a blessing to you. That was good. Needed that time of prayer. Um, there's another um, thing I wanted to confirm the image that you had um, this morning during your, your group. Um, yesterday during prayer, there was an image that I saw with the sun breaking through the cloud. and just, I'm like, all right, this, you know, with this storm that passed i'm like you know god's clearing the way and shining his light and the sun was shining everywhere and i was like that was it was amazing it felt really warm but then through the clouds you could see these rays from the sun and then there was like a pulse coming down through those sun rays and it's just um they were hitting like dark spots throughout the city so when i heard you talking about that i was like wow i'm like man god you just confirmed that <laughs> you know um and so yeah, just know that he's working through this storm, this storm of, uh, of COVID, this storm of, of pain, uh, of just uh, sadness. Just uh, he he is with us. He is with us. He, and he he will always break through. His light will break through any darkness. There is nothing that can stop him. Um, so I'd like to prepare us for communion. Now. Um, Communion is for those of us who believe that Jesus Christ is our, our, our Lord and Savior. Um, if you have not received Christ, please talk to 
any one of the leaders, um, I see right now anyone in, the, in the, the church building, you can talk to them. Um, for those of you at home, you can always reach out on, online and, and get hold of one of us. Uh, we'd love to walk with you um, to, to help you in, in your journey with Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for, for these words that you gave Jessica today, Lord Jesus. And just reminding us, Lord, that we can always come to you for whatever healing we need, Lord Jesus. And we know that you will answer us. And Lord, we just, yeah, we just continue to pray for healing over our family, over our friends, Lord Jesus. We pray for healing over this community, over this city, Lord. Whether it's COVID or not, Lord Jesus, we pray for healing. Healing from addiction, healing from physical pain, from, from um, mental pain, Lord Jesus. We just... Yeah, we just pray healing right now, Lord. We declare that, that your Holy Spirit would just come and just filter out anything that is not of you. Come, Lord Jesus. Bring your healing now, Lord. We pray this, Lord Jesus, in your mighty name. Now I'd like to pray, uh, pray a benediction over all of us. So if you please just could stand and put your hands out in a posture of receiving. So for those of us who, who need healing right now, I pray healing over you in Jesus' name. I pray for those of us who are dealing with this emotional pain right now of just that, that, that's blinding us from not being able to see where Jesus is at in our lives. I just um, declare healing right now in Jesus' name. And I pray that, that as you walk out these doors today, that, that, that Jesus... Um, healing just follow you wherever you go that you take that to home to your families take that to your friends and just take it to those people that you meet on the street i pray protection over all of you and i pray peace over you in jesus name amen thank you church